Healing into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Yeah, welcome to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. This is Albert. And this is Mada. Hello, everybody. Hello. Yes, today's uh, hour is going to be very interesting. The topic is living without fear. I thought maybe Count Floyd from the old Second City Television Network uh, could do the intro to the show, which is like, woo, scary, real scary, living without fear. Uh, can you imagine what your life would be if you were not shackled by your fears, whether they be existential fears of uh, existence um, or whatever bugaboos that you might have, imagine living a life in uh, joyless abundance and free of these these little uh, things that put us in boxes and identify who we are and who we are not. I think it's going to be a really exciting show, Mata, but um, first, um, actually... Uh, as we go on with the show, I, I should mention that uh, we will reference and quote Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness. And later on the show, Mata will open up the phone lines and ask um, for listeners' questions as we uh, also give them a chance to uh, read your questions and comments. Remember this number. It's 1-800-930-2819. That's 1-800-930-2819. We will take your calls later on this hour, as well as your queries and emails. But first up, Mata, on a personal note, uh, as you know, I had the privilege and uh, the, the wonderful uh, experience of attending your 10-day urban intensive here in the city of the crying clouds, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, Canada. And I had one of these aha experiences where it was like, yes, I'm finally getting it after years and years of like struggling with my emotions and my identification with my thoughts and uh, feelings. Uh, you presented a technique to the class, which was... Uh, Kind of like asking the question, who is thinking and who is feeling? And this enabled me to really kind of separate myself from the movie that I'm in. And it allowed me to go quickly into my breath and watch my breathing going, you know, the breath going in, the breath going out and like I said, it was one of these aha experiences, and I think it was just finally, I guess I'm a slow learner, you know. I, I'm, I'm slow, but I, I do catch on eventually, and I, I just wanted to thank you for that, Mata. Okay, well, you're welcome, and uh, before we continue talking about fear, I just want to, I know you have a new microphone. 
And ah, I just want to, to, to warn you that there is a continual click happening as you speak. So uh, you might want to check your microphone because uh, I'm sure listeners will be quite annoyed. Oh. Um, so, so if you can maybe um, move it away uh, from where it is or try to uh, not touch it, I don't know, but uh, there's a continual click-click going on. Okay. So coming back to your wonderful introduction there, I think um, you... you uh, mentioned few things, so maybe let's um, go one by one, and, and perhaps uh, it will be since the topic of the show today is living without fear. I think that's um, uh, a very important topic, and uh, let's, let's see if we can shed some light into understanding what exactly it means to live without fear. Um, in, in my... Um, Awareness and from what I see with working with people um, in this past 20 years is that um, basically fear is something that um, affects everyone to uh, different degrees. And what's really, really important that we first of all um, understand to distinguish between our existential fears and our psychological fears. And um, to come to that uh, distinction, I think it's really important that we look at our situation, uh, look at where we are, and um, understand that what, what prevents us from actually living our life fully is... Um, the fear. How do we actually get to be afraid of different things? Because within each being, there is that longing to live without fear, which means to live their life fully. Everybody longs for that. And everybody's challenge is to tackle the different aspects of that fear. Now, um, from the moment the child is born... Um, what would be really uh, helpful for each person to reflect back on is when the moment uh, the moment you're born, um, you come into the world and you've been living in this um, wonderful womb where everything was provided for you. You didn't have to worry about your nutrition. You didn't have to worry about um, um, your survival. Everything was taken care of, and it was like a paradise in a way, living in the womb. And suddenly you're being thrown out into the world. And the world is huge. It, it's really unknown and uh, it feels scary. So that first moment of fear comes in the moment the child is, is born. So the first imprint of uh, the, the world all around me and it's unknown and, and the, uh, the, the, the energy which um, uh, in a way pushes you out into the world also feels like hostile because you're being pushed uh, in spite of your uh, wanting to stay in that paradise. And, and I say this also because um, um, as I encourage people to come to this moment of realization, what happens, uh, what happens in the time of their birth, um, I've gone through this process myself and I've realized that in that process, I remembered actually the time when I was being born, and I and I 
um, experience that push, um, that the energy that pushes you out of the womb. And um, obviously, a part of me pulling back because I didn't want to come out um, into the world. And remember thinking the first thought that entered my mind in that moment was, okay, well, I, uh, I have the awareness. I'm conscious that I have no power against this force that is pushing me out. And this is, by the way, exactly the same moment uh, or the same experience that happens at death. This is where death and birth are not really separate. So when I, when, I, when I was being pushed, I realized that I have no power against this force. It's, it's more powerful than my wish um, to, to struggle with it. So then there was the intelligence that came in and said, then it's useless to struggle. Then that the the only intelligent thing would be to surrender and just flow with that wave. And in that moment what helped me to surrender is just remembering the the um the the beauty of the planet, remembering the the trees and the sun and um uh, the ocean and remembering something positive helped me to let go and surrender. So in that um, in that process, this is a very important transitional stage um, in our life, both at birth and at death, because this is where then our attitude, the first attitude toward life is formed. And we can either have the, the, the struggling attitude toward life and just continue struggling till to forcibly pushed out, uh, and we we sort of go into unconsciousness because we don't want to feel the unknown that is all around us, or we uh, come in with a, with an awareness that okay, well, I have no choice here, but perhaps I can enjoy what's uh, what this unknown has to offer me. So in that sense, if we can actually master this um, awareness of um, our attitude at birth and our uh, attitude at death. Uh, and in order to do that, we need to come back and remember the time we were born and the time we had died previously to that. And once we see our attitude, then it's possible to actually change our entire life. Otherwise, that first attitude is the first um, sort of imprint in our body. Right, so... Uh, I have a question. I guess what I'm hearing you say, Mata, is the first step in all of this is an acknowledgement of what is, right? And then surrendering to that? Am I hearing that's you right. That, that's right. Exactly. Because unless you acknowledge what is and also understand that there is a greater power that that is all around you and understand that that power is actually not your enemy. That power is actually trying to bring you to another life so that you can have more experiences so that you can actually have an opportunity to transform uh, what's, in un what's still unconscious in you into consciousness so that you can be liberated into the, the cosmic awareness that I'm actually a cosmic being. I don't need to be afraid of uh, the unknown, and I don't need to be afraid of death because unknown provides me with zillions of opportunities that I couldn't have um, otherwise if I stay 
I keep myself closed in a uh, in a small box, just following my beliefs and not opening my mind to uh, new possibilities and the possibilities that are endless um, and the creativity that that can arise out of those those possibilities and the joy and the fulfillment. Okay, today's subject is living without fear. You're listening to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert. And I'm Mara. And we'll be right back, right after this. Imagine a groundbreaking healing method that can resolve your lifelong problems and save you months and even years of counseling and psychotherapy. Imagine a method that can accurately identify and dissolve the blocks that cause fear, pain, and illness. The Lightspeed Dalian Method can do just that. It will quickly and spontaneously heal your ailments into inner peace, joy, and self-empowered consciousness. To book your life-changing session with the Dalian Method, visit DalianMethod.com. Healing into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert and Mata explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggle with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, anxiety, self-loathing, and fear of death. During the show, Mata and Albert discuss what comes to pass on the journey of awakening and the work that we need to do to transform our unconscious and find our true being. Through her compassionate guidance and ability to accurately read the repressed beliefs, thought forms, and emotions in the person's unconscious, Mata answers callers' questions regarding their personal challenges, giving specific suggestions to help them heal into consciousness. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific Time for Healing into Consciousness Radio. You are listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert. And I'm Mata. Hey, Mata, you were just talking about um, a womb experience, um, and sort of it, it was the like the first primal moments of one's earthly existence. And I, I had a question in all of this, in, in terms of how it relates to me, um, because as a uh, a forming entity in my mother's womb, I, I think, or I'm I'm getting the sense. That I was really feeling my mother's emotions, and I'm just wondering, is that my struggle that's going on today in, in, in this reincarnation? Is that in the disidentification of everything that I'm trying to get away from wh- how my mother was while I was pregnant, in, in the sense that she wasn't a particularly happy person? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very good point, and I, uh, that was that that was my second point that um, I wanted to get to. So thanks for asking that question. Um, the the second imprint that um, that happens, well, or you can call it um, sort of the first sort of experience, but r- really it's not really the first. The first experience prior to birth would be the way you died in your previous lifetime, and it's very important to understand. 
that um, here's uh, the the perfect way the law of attraction works. Your spirit that still hasn't learned something and was struggling through something um, obviously gravitated to a similar en- energy that your mother represents in her emotional state, in her mental state. And why do you gravitate to your mother with with her state? Because somewhere our parents mirror back to us what we need to learn and transform about ourselves. Because if we don't have the mirror, we can't really see our face. So every single person in our life and every situation is there in order to mirror something back to us about our own face. This is the only way we're going to actually be forced in a way to look inside and to discover how actually um, those things reflect things within ourselves that are unconscious that we need to transform. So, yes, uh, your mother was going through her own process, so that definitely had an impact. But first of all, you gravitated to that situation. So now as, as the consciousness comes into the world, obviously your body, now you have not just um, a state of consciousness that you come in, whatever um, way you left your previous life, but now you bring that into a new body. Now, that body is being formed. It's also part of your parents. So your parents' um, structure and the DNA and, and the physical whatever imprints are in their body gets already passed on to you at birth. So when you come in, uh, immediately whatever attitude your parents have about life and whatever fears they have, it's automatically um, your first lesson. You learn to start and you start behaving exactly the same way as your parents behave. So if they're fearful, you're going to become fearful. Uh, you're going to start behaving fearful. If they're, if they're afraid to fully embrace and live their life, you're going to be afraid to fully embrace your live your life. And, um, and it's very, very important on the path of transformation to start looking at this and to start understanding what are the things that I learned and adapted from my parents. And, of course, it's not always negative, yes? There's also positive things that we learn from our parents and and, um, we um, bring into our life. But it's really important to see both the positive and the negative so that you're not focused just in one direction and then as a, as a result, uh, you start becoming uh, either um, a pessimist or a, an optimist. So the, these are the two extremes that we go to. Well, and, uh, and- yeah, I was just going to say that for me, um, what I'm hearing you say is that through this, I no longer have the choice of being a victim. And because on some cosmic level, I was responsible in choosing uh, my parents. Uh, this in turn makes me responsible for the feelings that I have. So the negative that I'm feeling with my mother in the sense that perhaps I wasn't loved as much as I should have been or nurtured as well as I could have been, um, this is an opportunity that makes me um, go inside myself and discover something about myself. Yes. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And this is a very important point. If if the moment you recognize that I'm not a victim, 
that everything is there for my transformation. In other words, even things that, that we think are not good, they're still there to help us to, to transform. So, and everybody gets um, the lessons that they need to learn in their own life because everybody's working at a different uh, stage in their evolution and their transformation. So uh, the whole existence evolves because we individually evolve. If, if, if people started, stopped evolving and stopped transforming into consciousness, then uh, the universe cannot expand. It cannot evolve. So everything is interconnected and every single person contributes in what happens to our global consciousness here. Mm-hmm. I love the quote. I don't know who it was, but the quote is, in, in a dark time, the eye begins to see. <laughs> um. the, the, well, in a way, you're forced to see because um, otherwise we tend to be very... Um, it's almost like we're so mechanical and we so uh, so quickly fall into a mechanical behavior that unless we get some little shake-ups, um, then we don't stop and start uh, contemplating to what's going on with our life. So, so people who who think that their life is miserable, this is where they stay stuck um, because. The, the most important is, uh, thing is to, to change the attitude. Instead of thinking, my, my life is miserable, miserable and it's hard and um, uh, I'm all alone and nobody cares. Uh, these, are the, these are only beliefs that are perpetuated by the wounded ego. And if we can understand that and start changing those beliefs or, or at least changing the attitude. Now, the, the interesting thing is, um, you know, we hear this, um, in, especially in the New Age movement, uh, you know, to change our attitude. But what I also um, recognize in all honesty and, and truthfully is that it's really difficult for people to change their attitude because that attitude is so deeply ingrained in their physical cells and it's so deep in the unconscious that many people don't get to access the root cause to why do I have this initial um, mindset? Because there's always that initial cause, the, the, the initial imprint that needs to be accessed in the body in order for the uh, transformation in the attitude to happen. And this is why, um, this is why I'm so excited about sharing my method where people actually can do it on their own. They can yeah. find the way to access those, those dormant beliefs that are in the body that they're stuck and they can release them. And the thing is, those beliefs are like clouds. The moment you release them, you, your consciousness is always present. Your being is always present. You cannot come out of existence. Yeah. For those of you who, who do not know, Mata has uh, a revolutionary, evolutionary healing technique, which permanently removes those self-sabotaging, suppressed imprints that prevent health and wholeness from the body's cellular memory. I like to say that the issues are indeed in the tissues, and with Mata's bullseye technique and jet speed method, um, people can accelerate their uh, spiritual growth and transformation at a at a tremendous uh, 
accelerated uh, growth. And if you're interested, you can go to matadalian.com and healingintoconsciousness.com. Uh, Mata, I, I think we uh, we could mention that uh, we're going to have a chance to take some listener callers today, and the number is one eight hundred nine three zero. Two eight one nine. That's one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. And uh, people can also go to Facebook, where they can join us and like us on the Healing Into Consciousness uh, radio page. And they can also email us at questions at healingintoconsciousness.com. Mata, I wanted to say that I remember you once saying. Or pointing out that in order to live a conscious life and be in presence, we needed to fearlessly and courageously face our fears and unconscious darkness. And, and you stressed that our pain is a necessary step and teacher. It's an actual teacher in our evolution towards greater health and consciousness. And a matter of fact, when we actually try to avoid illness, the pain, the loneliness, and even death, we also avoid finding our true being that never dies. Could you comment on that a little more? Uh, I'll be happy to. Uh, well, first of all, uh, pain is the, the greatest motivator that there is. Um, both pain and illness are greatest motivators in a way because they force us to start to do something about our um, uh, finding the place within ourselves, that place that um, actually never dies. Because what pain and um, illness bring to our attention or our awareness that life is indeed temporary. Otherwise, we tend to forget. We think that, well, we have this, you know, a nine-to-five routine. Uh, we go to work, we come home, we have dinner, we watch television, we go to sleep. The next day we repeat this. And and we keep repeating this um, cycle and we get identified with our emotions. Uh, we're afraid to be rejected. We're afraid to lose our job. Uh, so all these things, they create such an entertaining movie that we don't really have any motivation to to start thinking or, or start to recognize it's only a temporary movie. So whenever we're faced with with pain uh, or, or or illness, suddenly we're put on notice that actually uh, there's there's something more that I need to discover. And and that's why I say the pain is is almost necessary for people to to start paying attention to what is it that they need to transform inside. And instead of trying to fix something or or, or trying to suppress uh, the way you feel, you feel anxious, you start taking uh, antidepressants. So. Um, Okay, so maybe for a, a week or two you might need a little respite, but if you stay on them for years, you're basically undermining your opportunity of a lifetime to find your inner truth. So these are things that, of course, um, anything that that um, forces us to transform is not comfortable because we're, we're being taken out of our comfort zone. Right. Okay. I think we're coming up to another break. We're going to continue this uh, wonderful and quote-unquote enlightening conversation when we come back on Healing Into Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert. And I'm Mata. 
If you like reading personal development books and would appreciate receiving additional guidance from the author, this unique gift is for you. When you purchase the book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, and the No Yes Active Meditation CD, you can register for a free teleclass with Eliza Modadalian, which will give you an opportunity to ask your questions and receive personal guidance on how to find your inner joy and live your life more fully. Visit HealingIntoConsciousness.com for details. You're listening to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. This is Albert. And I'm Mata. And uh, my question to you, the listener, would be, what value would you put on someone who can address the difficulties modern people face in practicing teachings of learning to be present. And how important is it for you or uh, is it to you for someone who explains that it is only through self-awareness and transformation of our unconsciousness into consciousness that stillness and presence in the now are possible? I think uh, that's why I I really value a mystic's uh, perspective, Mata, and I see that we have a, um, a question here from uh, Tatiana, who is from Russia, and she asks, what practice would you recommend in the bed before falling asleep? Okay. Um, well, as um, um, uh, sleep is, is a very important time where a lot of things happen that we're not aware of. And in order for us to actually to bring our consciousness into the state of sleep and then bring it out from the state of sleep into the day-to-day life, uh, one excellent practice before going to bed would be to simply watch your breath. Um, there's, there's many suggestions that I could give. One would be to simply watch your breath and just... Allow yourself to fall asleep watching your breath. This will help you to start cultivating that inner witness, which is going to be an absolutely important ingredient if you want to learn to disidentify from your emotions and your thoughts, if you want to disidentify from pain and fear and want to start finding that truth of your being that is always healthy. So just falling asleep, watching your breath. Don't need to do anything else. And when you wake up, uh, again, the first awareness should be watching your breath so that that um, um, habit of watching your breath can become, can come into your day-to-day activity. Once you start doing that, this is how you could come into presence, into now, very quickly. Because breath happens in this moment. It happens um in your body, in this moment, and without breath, there's no life. Obviously, once you stop breathing, you cannot be alive anymore. So breath is is the essence of life. It's the essence of living. And we do things mechanically. Our body breathes, but we have no idea that we're breathing. In order to become conscious, bringing awareness to your breath is absolutely important in order to come into the now in order to start living in presence in the now and respond to life moment to moment, uh, awareness of breath is very important. So that's one exercise that you can do. 
before going to sleep. Another good exercise before going to sleep would be just um, look back at your day. So you're laying down in bed, and just in your mind, go back to uh, moment to moment. Just take, okay, before you went to bed, you got undressed. Before that, um, you were brushing your teeth. Before that, you were having your supper. So then go back in time till um, the moment that you woke up that day and just have a look to see what have you been doing throughout the day and how aware have you, you lived the day and how mechanically or how unconscious you have lived your day. This will be also very good uh, practice in self-awareness so you can start living or understanding those moments that went like a quick blip and you had no idea that this moment happened, life happened, and um, and you were you were just living it mechanically. Mm, wonderful, wonderful advice. Um, I guess this is a good point for me to come back to your wonderful book, In Search of the Miraculous Healing into Consciousness, where we can uh, pull a quote uh, in reference to fear, which is the topic of today's show. In this book... Uh, Mata says, quote, it is impossible to evolve without awareness. When you live in unawareness, your life is filled with fear, mistrust, and judgment, and your actions create unnecessary pain and suffering for yourself and others. When you are unaware, you live mechanically, moving in a circle, but not really going anywhere. Your awareness keeps you trapped in a little box made up of your fears and beliefs, and, uh, Mata further says that, spiritually speaking, awareness and growth are synonymous. Awareness leads to growth, and growth leads to awareness. With awareness, you can disidentify from your mind-generated fears and live every opportunity that life presents fully and fearlessly. With awareness, you can squeeze the juice out of life instead of life squeezing the juice out of you. And Mata, what I'm hearing you say is the anchor uh, for all of this is, as you mentioned, uh, the uh, awareness of one's in and out breath and uh, what a wonderful opportunity to actually go to bed uh, with, with that consciousness in, in, in your uh, being, in your mind, right? That's right. And also breath brings you to yourself. Normally, our attention goes outside. So we have a certain amount of life energy and um, obviously we have to engage in, in, in life. We have to engage in the world because we're all participants um, sharing this life on the planet for whatever time we're here. And uh, obviously part of our energy is required to be taken out uh, to participate in life. But then it's very important to also find a time where you can bring all your energies back into yourself so that you're not just happening. So life, you're more the driver of your life versus, versus being pushed and pulled this way or that way because you have no center, you have no awareness of, of your own inner truth. And therefore, therefore you live with fear because the moment you have the awareness of your inner center, the moment you start coming closer to yourself, then there's a sense of empowerment that, okay, well, I can face anything. I could go through anything. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to be afraid um, of people's judgments and rejection of me because 
I know myself. I know that my heart is in the right place. I know where I'm going. And if somebody rejects me, it's really not the end of the world. It, they're just doing what they're doing. Right. Tatiana um, also has another question. She says that I notice people who practice self-consciousness rarely smile. While I try to be conscious, I am hardly happy and never smile. I just seriously see after my thoughts. Sometimes I find it is boring to fly in dreams more pleasant. May, maybe I am doing something wrong. Can you comment on that one? This is actually very common. And um, the thing is that it's another misnomer that people who are conscious are boring. Actually, the person who is conscious, um, it appears boring because they're in balance and they're not driven by their emotions. So they're simply watching the emotions. And as a matter of fact, the person who can watch is actually um, is in a place where they can recognize the big joke. They, c they can recognize the humor of everything and, and understand that they're the only people who can laugh at the humor. Otherwise, you're identified with your emotions. That's why you're so serious. You think you're trying to get to know the truth with your mind, and that's what makes you serious. The moment you know the truth, you see that the mind itself has been taking you on a ride, and that's where you start laughing. And and that's where uh, it's said that Buddha had a big belly laughter when he recognized the whole joke. Yeah, I, I found it kind of interesting reading uh, Tatiana's uh, email about... Uh, you know, her comment about the mind saying this is boring because I recognize from my own experience that it's the mind that is trying to get her out of this uh, observation because it's it's getting uncomfortable. Uh, well, it gets uncomfortable. It also gets a little bit difficult because you seem the mind starts like playing tricks on you and you start feeling like I'm going to go crazy because I'm not really finding any peace and I'm getting more and more. Um, um, you know, busy in my mind. And it's interesting, you know, uh, the word boring, it reminded me when, when, um, I was hired to work in child protection services in Ontario. This is in the early nineties, uh, when I came back from India. And, uh, I remember uh, every Friday, um, uh, the social workers, they used to go to the, to the local bar you know, to, to have some drinks and wind down. And when they invited me, I said, no, thank you, I don't drink. And um, I don't smoke, so uh, it will not be a, um, an environment that I'd like to be in. So, uh, and I was labeled as somebody who is boring. And, <laughs> and, 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 and to me, it was, it was a real joke because I am very happy with myself and I'm content. Um, and I'm happy to go and walk um, on the beach and feel the air and feel the nature around me. And that really is exciting for me. But to, to be in the bar and smoke, you know, inhale the smoke and, and go unconscious with the drinks, it's totally boring in my perspective. So it's, it's the way you're used to behaving. It's the way you have your idea about what is what is entertain, entertaining and what is boring. And that's why, you know, there's so much time people spend in, in front of television because if they're left by themselves with themselves, they feel bored. Right.
Right. I see we're coming up to another break, Mata. You're in tune to Healing into Consciousness Radio. I got to ask the listener, are you ready to step into an accelerated pace of spiritual growth and transformation that is beyond anything you have seen before? If you are, hang on for our next segment. It's coming up, Healing into Consciousness Radio. Everything that you want to be On each page of your book of dreams It's as close as the air you breathe It's as close as the secrets that you believe if you've tried many different wellness methods and still feel stuck, the Lightspeed Dalian Method for Health and Consciousness is your answer. This bullseye technique is a revolutionary new model for healing and awakening. The Dalian Method can help you heal your fear, pain, and ailments within minutes. It's ideal for people who are ready to transform their unconscious and live joyously in the present. To book your private session with Mata, the founder of this method, visit DalianMethod.com. Pulling in the oars of this tiny boat Growing weary of the rowing You're listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert. And I'm Mara. <laughs> Mara, I, I was just going to mention um, your uh, personal mentoring teleclass, which is happening at the end of the month. Uh, and also, I was going to talk about the eight-week online spiritual uh, ment uh, mentoring class or course that you have coming up in May. But I see that we have a couple of uh, listener callers on the line. We have uh, Tanisha, actually, who's calling us from Seattle. Hello, Tanisha. Hi, Tanisha. Hi, Hi Mata. Uh, yeah, I had a quick question, um, and uh, and hi, Albert. <laughs> um, I had a quick question about you guys were talking about fear, and I feel like I'm definitely on a path of self-enlightenment and awareness, but I definitely get stuck in those times where a bunch of personal things happen in my life all at the same time as I'm on my journey and I'm trying to accomplish things, and I'm very sensitive and emotional, and so those things affect me. What did you suggest as far as getting out of that, um, I guess, that emotional state of being sad or depressed or what have you so that you can keep moving forward and attract abundance and prosperity? Okay, so the main thing for you, Tanisha, is what you need to focus on, and that's, this will help you with everything else that you're, you're experiencing as a challenge, is there's a fear to trust yourself. Mm. So when you you recognize that one? Yeah, that sounds pretty familiar, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I try not yeah. to have fear, that, but it sneaks so, in, you know, into your head sometimes. So just imagine if you're afraid to trust yourself. Obviously, um, first of all, ask yourself, why am I afraid to trust myself? Because if you knew yourself, obviously you wouldn't be afraid to trust yourself. So the whole right. work is going to be to know yourself. And to know why is it that I'm not trusting and why is it that I'm afraid to trust myself. So that would be the focus that I would direct you to, to do your work instead of trying to, you know, think of I want um, to expand and I want to, um, uh, you know, um, uh, attract prosperity, etc. The moment you start trusting yourself, you know exactly what you need to do in order to start attracting the things that you want to, to attract. Okay, lovely. And um okay, and so you would suggest me just kind of going deep within myself whenever I have 
outside things um, affecting me emotionally, because that's always been my issue all through my life, is that I let things emotionally affect me, which kind of, you know, puts a hindrance on my outside abilities. So really just kind of going inside myself when that happens. That's right. And try to find out why is it that I don't trust myself? Why is it that I'm afraid to to step into my own power and state what I uh, feel and think? Because there's so many conditionings that are blocking on the way. And these are all um, imprinted in your body. There's so many beliefs. And those beliefs need to be peeled away so that you can actually come to the core to see that, aha, my fear to trust myself is just an illusion. Okay. And this is how you find your inner power and inner strength. Then you're not concerned anymore whether you're accepted or rejected. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good. Good Thank luck. Thank you, Tanisha. Thank you. I just love the people in Seattle. They were the first. Uh, this was actually the first city uh, outside of Canada to really acknowledge uh, your work, uh, Mata. And uh, happy to hear from somebody in Seattle, the Emerald City. Our next yeah. caller is from Dolores, who is calling us from Toronto, Canada. Hello, Dolores. Hi, Albert and Nada. How are you? Hi, Dolores. Good. You have a question. As, I, as you know, I've done the online course before, and I'm really trying to work through uh, a lot of the blockages that come up. Uh, one for me has, and I'm looking forward to doing doing the one coming up again, um, but, but uh, the one that's come up for me recently has been the whole issue around Fukushima and my inner witness to this, not only to the tragedy that's happening over in Japan, but also um, locally here, for instance, in Ontario, we're looking at building new nuclear, and I just, I'm trying to be uh, involved in, in, uh, it's, in being a voice against that, but I, I sometimes find myself in fear over the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So the, the work that you're doing in terms of trying to bring awareness about um, what's going on in Ontario or about the, the nuclear power, that's, that's great. But the, the, the most important thing is that when you approach that work with fear, this is where you cannot really make um, a, a big impact and what you need to do simultaneously, because this is how we contribute into the world and contribute into our own transformation. This is how the world helps us and will help the world. So our concern about the world and, um, you know, what happens to the planet is very, very important. We all need to be concerned about it and we all need to be consciously thinking uh, do our actions, uh, are they going to benefit the world? Are they going to benefit life on this planet? Or are they going to destroy? What's going to happen to the generations after us? So those are very, very important things that we all should be uh, participating and being involved in. And at the same time, very importantly to look at, okay, there's something happened in Japan. There was an earthquake. There was a tidal wave. Uh, who created the tidal web? It was something that came from existence, from nature. And uh, with that, also to start thinking, there is something, there's another power that is beyond me. And what is this power trying to teach me? What is it trying to tell me? Just like as we're using our energy in the world and trying to participate, that greater power is also participating in what's happening here with us. And what you need to look at is, what is triggering inside me? Why am I feeling afraid? Because ultimately, it's the fear of death. It's the fear of your mortality. 
that is being triggered. And this is the, yeah. the, the blessing that the world is giving you to be able to actually work with that fear so that you can transcend it and so you can find that being within you that is actually a cosmic being. Right now you're on the planet. Maybe, you know, once you're done your work here, you decide you're going to go to some other planet. The, the, the existence, the universe is so vast and it's so exciting that we can keep on exploring. And also look at uh, when things happen of such calamity, it almost challenges our human intelligence to evolve or, or to create new ways that can evolve and can better the lifestyle here on the planet. So I'm sure this disaster that happened is putting many people and many scientists on a notice that they have to be more conscientious in what they're creating. And also uh, it's, it's giving them the challenge to create even better ways that can, um, you know, evolve um the, the, the energy, um, how, how we, we all can use energy and how we can, um, improve on the way we're, we're doing business and we're doing, uh, you know, we're working on the planet as, as humanity. So there's always pluses and minuses in every situation and we need to look at what are the lessons and what are the benefits. With this, uh, if you look at it this way, then you'll be more balanced within yourself. Yeah, thank you. Because I'm, I mean, I sometimes wonder is it, you know, should I be, is it attracting me to the issue or is, um, should I be involved in this or, you know, because I do end up going into fear sometimes. But, uh, you know, I just have to keep working through it. Yes. We're running out of time, so um, on that note, we're going to have to just say goodbye, Dolores, and I, I'm sure we're going to somehow you, hear from each each other again. Mary Jo gave us yeah. uh, a little quick blurb from North Carolina. She said she loved this topic. Uh, she doesn't know how to understand or express her emotions, and she gets stuck in them. Perhaps, Mata, you can pick up this uh, theme uh, a little more next week because, as you mentioned, uh, the fear of death, that'll be our very special uh, topic for Easter Monday coming up uh, next week on Healing into Consciousness Radio. We are on the dial at 12 o'clock Pacific Time, 2 o'clock Central, and 3 o'clock Eastern. And, uh, Mata, it's been a great show, and we're going to do it all again next week. Talk to you later. All right. You've been listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific time to continue to explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. For more information about the Dalian Method or to get your copy of Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, or the No Yes Active Meditation CD, visit www.dalianmethod.com. That's www.dalianmethod.com.